This is the Married Man Podcast, home of the Warrior Husband, and I am Brian Bandis of The Married Man. This is episode number nine, in which we're going to talk about this crazy little notion called grace. Now, I know I talk a lot in The Married Man about uh, hard work, taking responsibility, taking ownership, all of that. And that has its place. And that's why we're taking a little of a little bit of a left turn here today. Uh, but before we do, please consider sharing this podcast with a brother, friend, cousin, coworker, some, some guy who you know cares deeply about his marriage uh, and the family legacy that he's going to leave behind uh, in the same way that you do. So the Married Man Podcast comes out once a week, every Wednesday, and it is where we talk about how to bring our A-game to our marriage and just as important, how we become great men, the fullness of our potential by stepping up to fulfill our roles as husbands and for some of us as fathers. So my hope is that if nothing else, after listening to this podcast, I want you to leave with enough fuel in the tank to decide that you're going to give your absolute best to your family for another week, no matter how hard it gets. All right? Y'all feel me? Let's talk about this. So grace, and I know that this is this is not probably what you would expect, but let me read. So I've been reading this book uh, called Becoming a King by Morgan Snyder, and I ran across this sentence, and, and he's talking about this idea of the false self, this sort of very carefully and shrewdly and slick, sly construction of, of what we want to portray to the world around us. And honestly, oftentimes what we want to portray to ourselves. And this is, this is a fine line that I want to dance with the married man, because I believe wholeheartedly in responsibility in ownership. I believe that, um, the type of work that we need to put in to our marriages is a good thing. Work is not a bad word. It's a good thing. And we are transformed by the challenges we run into. That being said, the extent of my control over many things in my world is very limited. And so grace Grace is a factor because I cannot control everyone or everything. I cannot force other people to do certain things, in this case in particular, my wife. And I also, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that my execution of these things we're talking about is, is somehow going to be perfect. So let me read this quote. I ran across this quote and I just thought, damn, that is, that's a freaking punch right between the eyes that needs to be talked about. And he says, and by the way, the, the context here is that he and his wife are going through an extremely difficult time, and his wife is really wrestling with, um, I think, depression and some stuff that's getting really, really bad. It's affecting their marriage and their family, um, and it's kind of all falling apart. And he says, I began to embrace the revelation that ultimately I had no capacity to save my wife or my marriage. I mean... I'm going to read it one more time. I began to embrace the revelation that ultimately I had no capacity to save my wife or my marriage. And we talk about this. Marriage is um, probably the, 
the pinnacle of human relationships. And if we want that kind of intimacy in our lives, and I promise that you do, even if you won't admit it, you do because we were created for relationship. We were created for intimacy and we want to know and to be known by someone. And if we want that kind of intimacy, which is, is what makes life worth living, it's beautiful. Then along with that intimacy and the fulfilling, uh, the fulfilling nature of that type of relationship becomes an intense vulnerability. I do not get to be this close with my wife without being incredibly vulnerable to her. I could absolutely, she could come home today, and this is not this is not a joke. Now, it's unlikely, but she could come home today, come walking in the door, have had some sort of experience or epiphany or mental breakdown or something, and come walking in the door and be like, I am done. Sign these papers. I'm gone. I'm going to fight you for the kids. And there would be nothing that I could do about it. I couldn't force her to rethink it. I would hope she would, but I couldn't force her to back off of that one bit. I am so vulnerable to my wife. She could break my heart. She could cheat on me tomorrow. She could leave me tomorrow. I am not guaranteed anything and I cannot control her. So what do we do with this revelation as Morgan Snyder calls it? Now, as I said, I recently mentioned grace in a Friday married men video. I send those out for those on the, on the email list. I send those out every Friday morning and I mentioned grace and we didn't, I didn't really get into it. I just said, Hey, I want to plant the seed because I want to talk about this idea. And so for me, I want to start with the idea of grace for myself and grace for my wife, grace for my wife from me as a person who is a complete person, and that includes faults, wounds, weaknesses. It includes the need for grace. It includes the need for healing. My wife has experiences. She has traumas. She has all the things that add up to a human being, and some of them are wonderful, and some of them are not so wonderful. Some of them are painful. Some of them might cause her to respond uh in ways that are not ideal, to respond imperfectly to the world, to me, to her family, to circumstances. And then grace for myself, because I'm the same damn way. I am messed up, man. I got trauma. I got pain. I got insecurities for days. And you know who gets the brunt of those? The person I'm closest to, my wife. She gets to see all of it. Yep, she gets the good stuff and she gets the really shitty stuff. And there's a lot of it because I'm a human being and I'm imperfect and I need that grace. So what can I do about that? What are the things, since we've already established no gray area, I cannot control my wife. I might be able to influence her positively. Hopefully I can influence her, but I cannot control her. So what do I do? So check this out. The next sentence in that book from from Morgan Snyder, the next thing he says I began to acknowledge that in fundamental ways, the fates of both, meaning his wife and his marriage, were beyond my control. Instead, a new question was being birthed. What kind of man do I want to be? 
And this, this is funny. I talk about this in business a lot with my team because when you're, I, I, I don't even know that there's a business that's an exception to this, right? We are, we are interacting with other human beings and sometimes they suck. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they suck and they overreact and they're jerks and they're impatient or spiteful or whatever. And I had an instance yesterday where a team member called me and said, Hey, here's what happened. And this person like went off on me and it wasn't really fair. And what do I do? And the conclusion was, well, you know, you can own your part of it. Sounds like you made a mistake and you forgot something. And it was that simple, a very small thing. I won't get into details. And this person just like flipped. And I said, you know what? You cannot own their reaction to that. You can't own that. What you can do is own your portion of it. So this is me owning my portion. What kind of man do I want to be? This is where I can have some effect on myself and on my marriage. I cannot control my wife. I hope and I pray, and I mean that literally. I hope and I pray that in positive ways I can influence her and just so we're clear, this is a peer relationship and she influences me as well. This is not a one-way street. This is a two-way street. So I can show grace to my wife. One way I can do that is monitoring my own expectations. I catch myself, I catch myself in those moments where I'm not showing her grace and I realize the context of that lack of grace, the context of my judgment that she is not doing it right and she's letting me down often has to do with me feeling entitled to something that I was never entitled to, right? My expectations. Well, she should have sex with me more. She should be more patient. She should give me more alone time. She should let me buy a motorcycle. Fill in the blank. My expectations are I'm entitled to X, Y, and Z. Why isn't she giving them to me? And frequently, those expectations, those those entitlements are not right. So that's, that's, that's one way that I can show grace is to monitor my expectations. I can show grace to myself. And, and to be clear, showing grace to myself does not mean I'm off the hook. It doesn't mean I'm not responsible. But it means that I can acknowledge that no matter how hard I try, I'm not going to achieve perfection. It's not going to happen. Those of you who don't know me that well, this is not a um, religious podcast, but I am a religious person. I am a spiritual person. I believe in God, um, and I believe in Jesus, and the whole point of that faith for me is because I'm freaking messed up, and I am so far from perfect, and it's not going to happen that somebody's got to step in. Somebody's got to step up to the plate for me. I am not perfect, and me showing myself grace is acknowledging that. And then once I acknowledge that, then I can do something about it. I can pursue healing and wholeness. I can go, oh, I am messed up and imperfect and flawed because I'm a person, and I have these experiences where I was treated poorly or I went through traumatic experiences, and they have added up to my worldview that that causes me to respond and react sometimes in unhealthy ways. A silly example, a silly example is that I used to respond to my wife and, and 
let's use the word react, actually. I used to react to my wife in really defensive ways when she would say something really benign. And even I would know, man, I'm overreacting. Like, what is going on here? I'm, you know, she said something that wasn't a big deal and I like freaked out. Where's that coming from? And, and it was because I was seeing the world, or in this case, I was hearing what she was saying through this lens of trauma and hurt and insecurity. And this lens of insecurity said, I'm afraid that I'm a loser. And so if my wife points out something that may even be a valid criticism, hey, I need you to be, you know, I need you to be more mindful and remember to X, Y, and Z. I remember one time, I remember one time we've got a couple chickens and, and, uh, it's really fun. I eat a lot of eggs. We've got these chickens. And one time the boys are, are outside. My, my little boys are outside and they're helping me get the eggs out of the chicken coop and get them water and whatever. And we bring them in and we're about to eat eggs. And my wife is like, did you wash your hands? And did you have the kids wash their hands? And I'm like, what? And I reacted. I'm like, what do you think? Like, I don't need you to mother me, okay? I'm a freaking grown man. What do you think? I'm stupid. But here's the thing. I didn't wash my hands. <laughs> I didn't have them do it. And I probably wasn't about to. She was right. But my insecurity heard instead of, and she didn't say it with a tone either. She just asked me, hey, did you do that? Pretty, pretty fair question, considering I hadn't. And yet my insecurity was already that I'm an idiot and I'm a loser. And she thinks I'm an idiot. I'm a loser. So she says that. And instead of me hearing, did you wash your hands? What I hear heard was, are you the freaking idiot that you're afraid you are? And that trauma, that insecurity and pain from years and decades past had shaped my worldview uh, built around these insecurities. And so I couldn't hear her ask this question that was valid. All I heard was something that, that simply validated my insecurities. And so let me bring this all the way back. So the tie in here is that a way that I can show grace to myself is to acknowledge that I, just like every single other human being alive, has those, I have those past hurts and I have those traumas and those insecurities. And um, I can give myself grace. And then what I can do is turn around and pursue healing. I can try and throw off the false self that I talked about a minute ago, the false self that is basically a fabrication of what I want everyone to see and who I wish I, I was. I want to be the superhuman, perfect person without any flaws or weaknesses, and everybody reveres me and thinks I'm great. That's the false self. I can throw off the false self and quit having to put up, it's a front, right? That's what it is. I can quit having to put up that false front. And I can, I can then dig in and discover what are the roots of that hurt and those responses. When I responded that way, I can tell you, and, and without getting too in depth, that I had this message that, um, that I didn't deserve my wife and she was going to figure that out. And I just really had some serious insecurity. And so when she would ask a question like that, it would validate that insecurity. And I had to do some real work to go, man, where is that coming from? Like there's a voice inside me that says, Brian, you're a freaking loser. Like, when are you going to admit it? And was able through, through a process to begin to find some healing and discover, oh, here's where those messages came from. Now I see, and I see that it's bullshit and I start to like work through it. 
And the beauty is when I do that work on myself, it has a positive effect on my marriage. So I can pursue healing. Um, I have, I have so many examples of that where I put that work in on myself and it was good for our relationship. And, and I can model, and this is where maybe being able to influence, I can't control my wife, but hopefully because there is a relationship, I can influence and she can influence me. So I can model healing and wholeness and the pursuit of wholeness. I can model those things. I can't force her to do these things, but I can model them. And perhaps over time, she will see that and see change and growth and see you know, improvements in how we communicate with one another and a wholeness maybe that wasn't there. And maybe, maybe if she's not already pursuing those things, she'll, she'll want to. So I can model those things, but that is an act of grace. I can't control her, but I can work on me. I can't control her, but I can go back up here and answer this question that we talked about. What kind of man do I want to be? That is my lane. I can't force her to be a certain person, but I can answer that question and work on that. One other thing worth mentioning, though, is that when I'm modeling this idea of of healing and pursuing wholeness and working through trauma and all those things, when I'm modeling that, there is no guarantee that my wife goes, hey, that looks cool. Good. I'm going to do that now. There's no guarantee she ever does it. There's certainly no guarantee that it happens on a certain timeline. I could do all this right. I could work my ass off on my trauma and freaking suppressing my ego and all these things that I know make me a better person. I could do all of that and it still doesn't work out. I have a website called The Married Man and a podcast called The Married Man and I do not have some guarantee that my marriage works out. I do not have it. I don't, you know, I don't have it any more than you do. I'm going to put the work in on myself and bring the kind of man I want to be to my marriage. But listen, I've got friends. I've got parents. I've got people I really respect who have, who have ended up in that situation where the marriage didn't work out and they went through divorce and it's painful. So something that I don't talk about a lot on here, but something I think is worth saying is that at least for me, and from the married man, the, there is not judgment. Those experiences are painful, and there is absolutely a limit to what we can all control, period. Now, for the parts that we can control, I absolutely challenge the men and women listen to this to take ownership of those things, to work on subduing your ego, to work on humbling yourself and to work on pursuing healing and doing those things because your family is worth it and, and your family deserves that from you. But there's a limit to what we can control. And I acknowledge that. There's no, there's no judgment from me in that respect. But from one man to another, and for my ladies listening to this, I do want to speak to that warrior spirit in you and go, hey, for the parts that you can control, it's time to stand up. It's time to freaking rise up and fight in whatever way we can. We can't control everything, but we can fight for, for some of this battlefield, right? You may be surprised at your power to influence, not control, but influence. Guys and gals, thank you for listening 
means the world to, to spend 20 minutes with you. I appreciate it. Hey, the meat and potatoes of the married man, for those who are not aware, is the weekly newsletter. It goes out every Monday morning. It didn't this week because it was a holiday, but every Monday morning, I uh, send out a, a newsletter uh, to help help you guys start the week off focused on the things that matter most. So if you do nothing else, uh, head over to themarriedman.co, themarriedman.co, not C-O-M. I couldn't afford the M. And subscribe to the newsletter. It goes out every Monday morning, and then every Friday there's a little video recap as well. Um, and that is really that is the substance. That's how the married man started. Um, and I think it's really powerful on a Monday morning to begin the week with, with that perspective. So thank you guys for joining me and I will talk to you in a week. Bye-bye.